Welcome to Animate the World, a show about two friends and their love letter to animation in all its wonderful forms. I'm your co-host, Kelly Smimo. And I'm your other co-host, Richard Minari. And we finally have the hang of yes. this. How are you doing, Richard? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. I uh, just woke up like uh, a good hour ago, so I'm... Uh, wow, it's noon over I'm, there. I'm doing good. It's a weekend. <laughs> I, sl- I, I catch up on all my sleep now. How about you, Kelly? I'm doing good. I've been up for a couple hours. Um, being more, pro- actually, I haven't done anything productive today. <laughs> this is my first productive thing today. <laughs> I was gonna do productive things, like sew, but no. I'll have to ask you about how your sewing and con- your everything's going later on, because I really want to hear. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Not for this. Not for this. And though it's tangentially related to animation. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we should talk about some. Costuming is super fun, guys. It's a great hobby. You'll cry a lot. I highly recommend it. <laughs> As you know, that sort of comes with every single one of Kelly's recommendations. <laughs> Tears are a theme in my life. Mm-hmm. The good kind and the bad mm-hmm. kind. I'm very well-rounded as a oh person. Oh my gosh. That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Richard, are you going to shoot us off with our first question? Absolutely. It is my great pleasure to bring our question of the day to the table. So... Last week, we discussed our favorite animes that we've watched in the past year, and we sort of went on to discuss, like, favorite animes of all time. Today's question, and uh, this is, again, we can, we can do this one, we can do another one, but here it is. Top three anime crushes of all time. Oh! Why would you think I'd not want to discuss Because, you know, I don't know, I know some people, like, that's definitely, like, a thing they don't want to, like, talk about too much, but I love the topic, personally. <laughs> I am very free with my love. Amen. Okay, but top three, Mm -hmm. that's a lot. You guys just do like one or two. Like three was just like if you wanted to like discuss. I don't even Uh think I have three. Really? Okay. Do you want to start or should I start? This is such a good topic. I could start. Okay. So I've thought about this a lot. Uh And oh my God. In the the heat of the moment, I'm now actually forgetting his name. But it's... uh, (laughs) Ah, here we go. Wow, Got it. what a okay, good crush. <laughs> it's clearly a... It, oh, it's a very sincere crush. But I'm going to have to say, like, when I think back on my life, and, like, think about all, like, the really big ones, it's going to have to be Toya Kinomoto from Card Captor Sakura. He is oh my Sakura's God. older brother. For those of you who have... Oh, my ever, God. Okay, so first of all, Card Captor Sakura is an amazing <laughs> show. It is classic magical girl <laughs> anime, and she, like, uses cards to summon, like, awesome magical forces. And the older brother is a tall drink of water, and he like <laughs> is he is a hard worker. He works like fifty part time jobs to support his single parent household, and they're all very responsible. Everyone, he's great, and he's tall, and he's great. <laughs> is tall just your main your main? It's not factor? a main factor, but boy, it's a good factor. Let me tell you that right it, now. You know what? It is a good factor. Isn't um Toya already have uh, a boyfriend in canon? So. Yes, he does. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Very happy. <laughs> okay, good. No, it's actually so this is an open that actually kind of like I think might have influenced it. Like as like a young gay man growing up, it was kind of like reading the manga and sort of thinking like, wow, there's a I, this might be the first gay literature I've ever consumed, and this is kind of very exciting. And also, that's really nice. He's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he is. I never watched Cardcaptor Sakura growing up. I never watched. I watched like one or two episodes 
when I was growing up, um, it stuck with me for a while and I could never find it again. And I was struck, wow, the voice acting in this is just awful. This is horrendous. <laughs> and so now that I'm older and I know things, I was able to go back, watch the old subs and like, I love it. I'm, I'm halfway through the series right now. Like, it's a long series. I'm having a great time. It's long by my standards. I don't really consume anything more than 25 episodes, but it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't finish things. Oh, God, so no. So it's equally God, no. <laughs> difficult. No, I've heard very good things. I should probably watch it. I'm just so lazy. Oh, gosh. I mean, when it comes all to of our long lists things. are very long, but it's very Monster of the Week. So, like... Which is a recurring theme for it you, Richard. I think through the through this podcast, we'll be dissecting our tastes. And yours, I think, is going to be very easy to analyze, which is, are there little <laughs> monsters that you can catch and or befriend? I am very proudly an eight-year-old boy who, like, just <laughs> watches the uh, Saturday morning anime that comes on at seven o'clock in the morning. Richard, why are you older than me? I have no idea. I was honestly so surprised when I found out that I was older than you. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Mine isn't nearly as sweet <laughs> as my... <laughs> Oh no, now my taste in anime is going to be very clear to people. <laughs> be proud. Because the first person that came to mind is, of course, Oi Kawatoru mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from Haikyuu mm-hmm. or the volleyball anime. Volleyball anime is about playing volleyball and friendship. It's really good and I highly recommend it. It's one of the best animes ever. And I'm not even saying that to say it. I truly believe it's one of the one of the best or really incredibly well-made anime can confirm in its animation and writing and character development it's like a tier above normal sports anime and i love sports anime so i'm allowed to say that uh anyway but the thing about oikawa is that i love him but also because he's like i feel very much in tune to his character and that i have very similar traits as him so it's more like i love myself (laughs) so i feel like that's kind of a cop-out but uh my ultimate anime husband forever and ever is probably Makoto Tachibana from another sports anime, the infamous swimming one that I hold very dear to my heart because Makoto is the perfect person in every way and anyone who says he's boring needs to leave right now. Um, swimming anime is about swimming and friendship um, and it's very melodramatic uh, and I love it even though it's not that good, objectively speaking. It has very good character development and, like, writing. It's just kind of like, why is this happening? (laughs) And just very dramatic. But Makoto himself is this tall, he's very tall. (laughs) I do like tall. Brunette uh, with, like, you know, the giant teddy bear stereotype where he's, like, huge, but he's very mothering um, and just a soft boy. And I love soft (laughs) boys. Um... (laughs) it's not very soft when it comes to the ab department if you know what i mean no oh my god he is he's the one famous for his back muscles okay Ah. okay god that's right because he does backstroke right like yeah because he's afraid of the (laughs) world what i'm i'm gonna get upset anyway i love makoto tachibana i think he's amazing and i think he'd be a great husband because that's another thing like i'll have anime crushes but there's like i this realistically speaking this is a terrible person (laughs) i think he's like the only one who like if he was real would be great Mm. Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. so yeah 
But who was your was that was Toya your first anime crush too? Because that's an old one. I because like clearly Makoto wasn't my first. Yeah, anime no, definitely. Crush. And Toya, I really only discovered like maybe in high school after rediscovering the anime. Because my first anime crush, while well, you think I think was Tamaki Suo from Oran. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> loved that boy. Again, probably would not work out in real life. <laughs> we are from two different worlds. Um, not just the animated and real world. I mean, like, he's a very rich boy. <laughs> but I loved him. Um, and my first anime husband, who I, like, called that in high school, was um, was actually uh, Rin Okamura from uh, Blue Exorcist. Yeah. I, I really liked yeah, him. Yeah, no, definitely. He's a good boy. I don't really know why I felt so strongly for him, to be honest, now. But, like, I was real into Rin, <sighs> like, for a good year or so in high school. He was a good, he was a good, he's a good, he's boy. A good boy. He's 15, though, uh, so oh, I can't, point. can't work anymore. At least, so Makoto's, like, 18 now, so it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be great the whole time. He's in college. He's, he's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no issues. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. It's interesting because I was always like a Yukio fan. Like I was always like, man, check out Yukio's plot and all the stuff he's going through right now. Really? Yeah. I also, I mean, I loved Rim, but I was always like, oh man, I love Yukio. I guess he's not nearly as cute. Ah, uh, given. <laughs> but I'm a younger brother, <laughs> I think so I think taller. I was drawn to Yukio as well. Because... Oh, and I'm an older sister. Yeah. I almost said brother. <laughs> and I'm like, that's incorrect. <laughs> oh, that could be something. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of my most recent anime crush. I really liked Reina from Sound Euphonium. Oh, yes. Beautiful. I love my trumpet girl. She's so good. She's so pretty and strong. Mm-hmm. And I love mm-hmm. her and how strong she is and how she takes no boop. I mean, no shoot. Bleep uh, that bleep out. That out. Kelly. Boop. You have to find a good bleep sound. <laughs> it's just you saying boop. <laughs> no, I really, she's great. Uh, but I'm trying to think of anything like super recent. Yeah, me too. Let me check. That really like touched my me. My anime list. Will that give me anything? No. <laughs> I haven't uploaded that or updated that in like a million years. Right. Right. Back when I used to track the anime I watched. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of things that I've watched recently and it was like, no. Because like, I mean, I watched Hunter x Hunter recently, but there's like no one crush worthy there because they're all Bro, he's so or good. psychotic clowns um, who I do love, but not in that <laughs> way. Uh... And like, Osomatsu-san, oh no. I don't know. I guess, yeah, I think the most recent one was probably Reina from Sound Euphonium oh. when I watched it. Which I still need to watch season two. I'll do it. Richard, you haven't watched I haven't anything. watched anything. With Anime Club gone. <laughs> You're like the worst person to have on Yeah, this right? Like, for a show about animation, like, in general. I do watch a crap ton of cartoons. 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 <laughs> <laughs> What did you say, Kurt? I said cartoons. Oh my god. I do watch a lot of cartoons. Wow. Yeah. I think you got I nothing. I think I got nothing. Yeah. That's a shame. Crap. Do you think there's a question on there that's who's your favorite anime child? Because boy, oh boy, would that be boy, a long oh boy. <laughs> I have a whole discussion about that. That can be our, our 31 question and this 30 day oh. challenge. Or 31st question. The 31st question. I don't know how to talk. The 31. 31. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the correct word. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. No, okay. No, but I wonder, I'm trying to think if there's like any common denominator between any of them, but they're all very different personalities. Mm. Like if I take those three, right? Oikawa is very charming, but like kind of self-centered and insecure and just like really talented. And then Makoto is a very soft boy. Mm. I guess he's a little insecure about himself. Mm. Reina is not insecure at all. She knows who Mm -hmm. she is and she's a boss, but she's just like frustrated with her place. 
Then I guess Oikawa's kind of, I don't know. Now I'm just like thinking aloud. What do we attract? What do we, what do we look for in our anime? Yeah. What do we see? What do we want? I will say as a person, when I watch any show, I'm more in for the characters than the plot itself. Mm. So I tend to like always get some sort of anime crush or like, I love this character or they're my son or they're my daughter, or they're my child. Like I very much attach myself to characters. Mm. And that's why I like to watch a lot of shows that don't necessarily have the most intriguing plot. So like sports animes, um, where the plot is usually just, the overall plot is usually just let's go to nationals. <laughs> um, or slice of life shows. I don't mind the plot as long as the characters are amazing. Definitely. So maybe that leads to the fact to why I have such a long extended family, as I like to mm. call it, of characters that I feel quite attached to. <laughs> I guess I usually but watch I like know. a very, I usually, what I usually end up watching is either very plot driven stuff mm -hmm. or monster driven stuff, as we said earlier. <laughs> or children. Or children, ch shows for children, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess my list of crushes is pretty limited. There are like certainly characters I'm like, oh, well, they're drawn well, but like not many, <laughs> I guess, where I'm like. Those lines, they do it for <laughs> me, man. Those crisp, Those crisp clean lines. Oh, they're drawn colored. outlines. Oh, boy. <laughs> But, um, yeah. Oh, baby. It, it would, it, no one, none of them, I think, really stand up to, uh, to, to, to <laughs> Captain Sakura boys. They're all really good. Okay. They're so pointy. They're so pointy, Kelly. <laughs> they're very pointy, They're very right? pointy. They're very tall. They're, their proportions make no sense whatsoever. They're supposed to be, like, in high school, and they're, like, they're, like, seven feet tall. And they, <laughs> but they all like if they turn on their side, they yes. disappear. <laughs> oh, so good. <sighs> Love that animation. Uh -huh. Okay, you're I can hear you just going into like a I'm, right what are you talking about? I'm here, I'm present. <laughs> what else? <laughs> okay, well, that's that's the question for the week. Comment, like, and subscribe if you have any anime crushes. Yeah, tell us what your anime mm -hmm. crush is. I'm sure like there's a lot of diversity in that question, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's something that you can't really yell a person for i don't know respect each other yeah we all we're all, we're all just people liking people who are drawn <laughs> not real people we're not drawn oh they yes. are yeah. oh yeah <laughs> i was like not i'm actually oh you know who i recently really like no that doesn't that was just a boy that's just an anime boy, <laughs> like, not really an anime crush never mind i was gonna start talking about snow white with the red hair <gasps> but that's we can talk about that another day it's so good anyway <gasps> i hear that last week i taught you something <laughs> But I hear that you want to teach me something. And I'm scared because, Richard, you know very little. That's right. I know very little. And everything I know, you probably already know. So I'm worried about what you want to share with well, me. Well. <sighs> or with our listeners as well. Welcome to Professor Richard's Classroom. I'm your host, Professor, Professor Richard. And um, I want you all to sort of imagine like that theme from Pokemon where it's like, do, 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 do. Where like he's where like they show you around town. You know what I'm you know what I'm talking about, Kelly? That that music where they go like I'm gonna let you stew in the silence. <laughs> in any case, what I wanted to talk about today, um, it is another history lesson because um like I think it's really cool to sort of look at how things have changed over the past couple decades and by decades in centuries. I mean, we went back a couple centuries last week. But so, uh, on this week's episode of what I like to call Animation Education, <laughs> TM, I'll be talking about the iconic American series, The Simpsons. Oh, okay. Yeah, because... Um, I love The Simpsons. Yeah. Or at I least was, I did. 
I haven't seen any of the recent things. Yeah, same here. Uh, let me <laughs> preface this whole discussion with um, I love The Simpsons to death. I have not watched anything past like maybe the 12th season. Um, but let me tell you, the parts of it that I have seen, I've seen a lot of it many times over and over again. <laughs> so a yeah. uh, quick little preface for why I wanted to do this. Um, uh, well, first of all, I really liked like enjoying for this. I really enjoyed uh, preparing for this activity because it made me sort of think like, oh, well, what animated works have had like a significant impact on my life? And I was like, well, what have I watched the most of? And like, what have I like spent the most minutes actually watching? I was like, oh my God, it's not That's anime. Yu-Gi-Oh. It's it's Yukio. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hisoka. No. Which is an anime. It's a classic. Oh yes. <laughs> um but yeah, so I I realized it was The Simpsons that I've been watching since like late elementary school and like mm-hmm. I don't even know when it started, but like it's always sort of been there in the background of my life as something I always like if I was sleepy or bored or like mm-hmm. needed something in the background, I would go back to this. So like yeah. it's something that is important to me and like sort of in honesty, the building up of my own personality and like my sense of humor. So I kind of wanted to to talk a little no, bit about it. I feel it. you. Mm-hmm. I realized that like so I watch The Simpsons a lot coming after school, like in middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of stopped once I was taking a lot of AP classes junior and senior year because I just didn't have time to stop doing homework to watch mm-hmm. it when it was on TV because it was like at like 6.30, 5.30. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get home until 5, so. Um, but yeah, it was very formative. And it was like always the thing I looked forward to and being like, and you know what the big thing was for me though is that it was something that my whole family liked. That was animated, which is not usually a thing in my family. And that, like, my parents didn't really like the shows that I liked, especially mm. like anime or cartoons or whatever that were they see they would think would be targeted for more of a younger audience because mm. it's animated, which is not true. Uh, which also allowed me to get away with a lot of watching a lot of things that I shouldn't have been watching. Because <laughs> my parents were like, "Oh, it's animated, so it's fine." But you know, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, but yeah, that the Simpsons was something that I could share with them. And I think that was another big thing of why it was so important to me that I was like, oh, I really like this because it's really funny. And also it's animated and I just really like animated things. And oh, my mommy really likes it too. She was a huge fan when she was younger. And so it's like, oh, yay, bridging that gap. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I shared the show with my brother. Like it was something that we would always watch. We'd always watch it together. And that was like Mm -hmm. a thing that we shared a lot. Um, and also, oh no, I'll talk about that later. But I recently found out that my dad really likes animated things as well. But like, it's something apparently I apparently he watched aware. Attack on Titan. He watched Attack on Titan did. and he loved it. And like, apparently, like, I, he he loves like American cartoons. Like, I I mean, we're, we're, he and I are are connecting over that now, and that's very nice. Um, but yeah, so quick. Um, be, for those of you who do not know, uh, um, The Simpsons is an animated television sitcom created by Matt Groening. Um, it's classically branded as this satirical depiction of the American working class lifestyle, particularly for a white American working class lifestyle. And it focuses on this iconic nuclear family known as the Simpsons. And, um, it's the longest running American sitcom and the longest running American animated program. Uh, in November, 2016, uh, it just got renewed, uh, to run for up to its 30th season. So yeah, it's been around for a while. When is it too much? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) That oh, it's gosh. been around for a long time. And uh, so what I wanted to talk about today was specifically the history of The Simpsons and like how it got started. Because um, I don't know about you, Kelly, but it's I never really thought about 
the origins of the Simpsons has sort of just been a constant in my life, and I never really yeah. took the time to actually think about where it came from. The only thing I know about the beginning of The Simpsons is the stuff my mom told me, because she was a huge fan of it when it first aired, mm. and she would tell me how she would, like, I forget what it was, but, like, some sort of fast food or some sort of restaurant had a tie-in where they were giving out, like, little toys when it first came out, and she made sure to get them all, and, like, she has, like, these, like, 20, 30-year-old things, like, in our storage room now, because we're in the middle of moving, uh, full of, like, Simpsons stuff. Because she was, really like, cool. super into it when she was, like, younger. And then she got really excited when I got into it. But, like, she... By the time I started watching it, she wasn't, like, watching it constantly or something. It was something mm. where I was like, hey, Mom, have you ever watched The Simpsons? She was <sighs> like, of course I have. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so it wasn't like I always... I grew up with it from a young age or, like, she always had it on. Mm. It was, like, something she was super into and then she kind of fell off it and then she, like, kind of just enjoyed that I was enjoying it. That kind of thing. That's really sweet. Yeah, I, know. I love my mom. That's really cool that this she was so into it. My mom is great. The corner <laughs> of the show. I don't know. Go on. <laughs> but yeah, I don't actually know anything about the history of it. Well, so it's interesting. Yeah. I had uh, assumed that it just started out as like a sitcom, um, but uh, and a lot of people. I've realized that this isn't very like this knowledge is pretty common because uh, it's not really that complicated of a story. But like I don't know. I thought it was interesting, and I really like learning about it. You don't it. have to defend yourself. It's your podcast. You're right. You're right, talk. right. You guys Wasn't the first gonna... episode the Santa's Little Helper? Yeah, that's right. The first episode yeah. was about Santa's Little Helper. I have the book version. You... Little picture book version of it that my mom got. That is incredible. I, I, I want to see this collection sometime. I don't this know is where incredible. it is, to be honest, because it's like in storage somewhere. Mm. But I'll mm. look for it. Oh, no, don't worry about it. It's I not very know. expansive. It's just a bunch of little things, but still. Mm. Anyway, go on. Sorry. I keep talking. Oh, no. So, yes, the first full-length episode of The Simpsons was about Santa's Little Helper, the Simpsons' dog that they uh, adopted. However, that was three years after The Simpsons had first started appearing on television. In 1987, The Simpsons were uh, conceived as an animated short that appeared on a variety show called The Tracy Ullman Show. Really? Um, The story is that Matt Groening, he'd been a cartoonist for some time, uh, he got called in by this producer named James L. Brooks, and he said, hey, let's make a show, a little short for our variety show. And the story is that Groening made up the characters in about 10 minutes while he was waiting <laughs> in James L. Brooks' office. So I, already I feel a connection with this man. <laughs> yeah, just like how we conceive this podcast. We're like, let's make a podcast about animation and then press record. Yeah. <laughs> All great things come from very little thought. Indeed. Trademark. <laughs> very true. Live your life like that, I swear. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, it started out as this series of uh, minute-long shorts uh, on this variety show where they had like sketch comedy and musical numbers, and The Simpsons were these minute-long little bumpers that appeared before the commercials. Hmm. For anyone who's seen those bumpers, or those um, animated shorts, um, I might actually, uh, we should put some links to the old like shorts in our yeah, description. Yeah, definitely, I want to see them. It is incredible to see the animation style, it is very different from what it is now or what it, it even was like a year like three years later when they actually had a syndicated tv show really because i mean the art style of the first episode is very different from like the current art style but was it even more different than that so grading <laughs> describes it as and i'll i'll include my sources for this i'm not just like throwing stuff out but uh Graining says well when i first started and this is an adore quote but Graining says that when he first started making the cartoons he would hand the animators these really rough sketches and said like oh 
I just thought they would, you know, pretty it up and like make it like cartoon worthy and like clean everything up. They did not do that. They directly copied everything that Greening had done on his original rough sketches. And the show is very amorphous and stretchy and I don't, it's, it's an aesthetic that's very wiggly, wobbly, doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, geez. It's very... Stylized? It's stylized, yes. It's old and stylized. And so, yeah. <laughs> uh, I encourage anyone who likes The Simpsons to check them out because it's very... I really enjoyed, like, seeing how different it was. Um, the structure of the episodes was, like, every single minute-long episode would be like, oh, people, Marge is trying to get people to eat dinner, or, like, how are we going to skateboard around, skateboard around the park? And, like, they're very, like, simple, like, plots. No, where, they're like, very they would... poignant questions about America. Indeed. There was... How will we skateboard around the park? Yes, it was actually many episodes were very poignant and commentary-ish. <laughs> um, so, yeah, after three seasons of shorts, Graining finally, like, Fox, like, people loved it. Like, they loved the minute-long animation shorts, and like, oh, my God, Fox... Let's make a TV show. And, like, the show was an immediate success. Like, apparently people, like, just loved this very generic family full of these very archetypal characters who got into, like, everyday conflicts that the average American would, like, see themselves in. And so... Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just... I liked learning about how the show sort of had to... It it took a while for the show to actually get, like running it off the ground but like its extreme popularity and the love that its viewers had for it really helped it get itself moving and become the monolithic gigantic success that it is today yeah Yeah. and like huh i guess i wonder how it so if it started with just like these simple caricatures of like american life how it then i guess then it's a very easy jump to just satirizing american life in general Mm -hmm, and it's like three arc structures huh definitely that's cool I really yeah. want to see this weird, anamorphous blob that you're saying it was like. I wonder if people were disappointed when it didn't retain that style. Huh, I never thought about that. Because if, like, that. they really enjoyed it, I'm sure, like, part of it was how weird it looked. If it yeah. is, looked as weird as you're saying it is. Like, because, you know, people complain when, like, things get rebooted and they change the art style completely. That's a really good point. I kind of want to look that up. I wonder if there was, like any kind of like anger or like and i wonder why they changed it if it was so success successful was it just because like matt grading was like this isn't what i want it to be (laughs) hey guys it's been three seasons i really want this to change (laughs) (laughs) or if they were like well we want this to be more accessible to everyone so maybe simplify the drawings i also wonder if like the animation style changed over the three seasons i've only seen like maybe 10 of the shorts and I wonder, like, I think they were all gravitating towards, like, the front, the first season of shorts. And I wonder if, like, by the third season of shorts, the show had, like, evolved naturally as most animated mm. works to get into the groove of style that it has. Right. Yeah, yeah maybe. I have no idea. Huh. Gonna look that up. Gonna look that up. That's so cool. Good job, Richard. I did learn a thing. I had well, no idea about you. this. I had no idea The Simpsons were a bunch of shorts. So there you go. Start mm-hmm. small. You might end up big. Yeah, who knows, maybe... Quote, Matt Groening, two things we learned. Don't try, but do it. (laughs) Short. (laughs) Because as long as it's out there, it might work out. (laughs) Not bad. Not bad thing to live by. Yeah, and in all honesty, what his idea was was kind of safe. Like, American family gets into things. That's, like, accessible to, like, every audience in America. So, Well, not every (laughs) audience. To a lot of television-owning audiences, I think it was very accessible. Yeah, especially at the time. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, so now, now, now you know. Now we know. So now we need to start developing shorts. Absolutely. <gasps> no, we can't draw, Richard. We can't draw, but apparently neither could Mac Raining. <laughs> no, he could draw very well. He had a syndicated comic strip, but <laughs> he's gonna come for us now. Do you know how powerful Matt Groening is? He's so powerful. <laughs> I, think, I never I watched assume. Futurama, but I probably should. I love, I have watched so much Futurama. I have consumed so much Matt Groening over my life. His, <laughs> his sense of humor is, has greatly informed my sense of humor. Mm. And now yeah. I want to watch The Simpsons. I haven't seen it in years. If there's one thing doing research for this did, it made me watch a lot more Simpsons. And now I can't stop. I'm probably going to go watch some <laughs> Simpsons while doing work after this. Like, Oh, my God. That's what I'm going to do. But, like, are you watching stuff you'd already seen or are you watching new stuff? Oh, I'm watching stuff I've already seen. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> stuff from, like, years ago that What's I don't What's your remember. favorite Simpsons episode? <gasps> okay, so I don't know if there are, like, specific episodes because, like, I watched it so many times. Like, they all sort of melded together in a lot of ways. Right. But I would say any instance that involves... Um, Grandpa Abe, old Abe of Simpson. Course. He is literally one of my favorite characters on that show. <laughs> He's so good. Oh my god, I hate you. I love him so much, Kelly. What are some of your favorite I'm things? I'm trying to remember Simpsons? what my favorite episode was. The one that keeps coming to mind is the one where like Bart Simpson gets like an F, even though he tried so hard, because that like made me legitimately upset. <gasps> Have you seen that one? I don't think I've seen that one, but there are many times that The Simpsons made me more upset than it should have made me. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's an episode where he, like, is trying really hard to do better, but he just can't because, like, he's just not good at taking tests. And it's like he, like, literally just starts crying at Mrs. Crabapple about it, and it, like, breaks her heart and mine. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what my favorite episode was. I know I used to have one because I got, always got it super excited when it showed up. Hmm. But like, I like can't. Oh my god, it's been too long. Yeah, it's been what too long. There are to too many episodes. What have you done to me, Richard? I'm sorry. I hate you. <sighs> uh, okay, so watch The Simpsons. <laughs> I have no comments about the new stuff. I oh, think yeah, I stopped either. watching once the movie came out. I remember yeah. watching the movie and yeah. being like, "Huh, that was something." Just like a very long episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just the same thing with Spongebob. I stopped watching after the movie. I forgot about the Spongebob movie. How could you forget about the Spongebob movie? I love the Spongebob movie. Really? You yes. loved it? Interesting. <laughs> now that we're men. No, wait, that's a different song. No, wait, no, that is that song. I think the mustache is made out of seaweed. Okay, Richard. We've gone off topic. <laughs> I was going to talk about Spongebob, but I couldn't find anything about Spongebob. <laughs> Well, the musical's coming out. That's right, and I do not know what to think or feel. Panic at the Disco wrote a song for it. Jeez, Louise and Buddy. So now I have to listen to the soundtrack. Because <laughs> I love Panic at the Disco. I love Panic at the Disco. What is human SpongeBob going to be like? I, You know what? We can only wait and see. We can only wait and see. That's a whole other topic of yeah. like, feelings on how when animation turns into live action why are there no like live action shows that turn into animation where's that movement huh i'm gonna go on a rant i'm like very upset that it doesn't exist because i think there's a lot of shows that would benefit from being animated but whatever is this something you think about a lot i do think about these things a lot Mm. then again i don't really watch much live action shows anymore because Mm. i'm just so bored of them and i'm gonna step on toes so i'm gonna stop talking (laughs) (laughs) that but whatever We love animation here, and that's all that matters. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But yeah, Richard, thank you for telling us about The Simpsons and making you watch The Simpsons. I hate you. You're welcome. 
Um, but yeah, so how about we start giving out our recs for the oh, week? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Does your rec for the week start with a D? No, no, it does not. <laughs> I actually only watched one episode of Digimon Tamers this week. Wow. So, Still yeah. couldn't go one episode without mentioning it, though. Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> God love that consistency. My recommendation for the week, and it can be like anything, right? Like not just anime? Well, yeah, it just has to be animated. Okay, cool, cool, cool. My recommendation for the week is going to be The Simpsons Season 7, last episode of the season. (laughs) Which episode is that? Um, That is the episode called, I think it's the summer, I think the episode title is The Summer of Four Foot Six, I think is what it's called. Like Four Foot Six Inches. Um, Uh And I just watched it before getting onto this podcast. (laughs) And it was about Lisa going to the beach and she is really like, she does not feel good about herself. She hasn't made any friends like at school and she's like, I'm going to recreate myself entirely. And she goes to the beach and, like, puts on this whole new persona to impress these other kids. And, like, I won't, like... Is that one the one where she de- dates Nelson? No, but that's okay. another episode. Never mind. Good times. But I don't know I if just... I know. I remember that episode. Maybe I didn't watch that one. Yeah, it's one that I... It was at the end of the DVDs of season seven, so I sometimes skipped it. But uh-huh. watching it now, I was like, wow, I like this episode a lot. There uh-huh. are some... Ah, Lisa learns to, like, accept herself and, like, she gets in a fight with Bart, that's good. And also, Milhouse is one of the funniest characters on that show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so go watch that if you haven't watched any Simpsons. It's a fun time. Okay, cool. Good rec. Very specific and not Digimon Tamers, so I have to give you credit. Also (laughs) a thing you've actually watched, because so far, (laughs) your recs have been a mess. Just things I have not watched or even touched. Just, oh, go watch that. Um, So, I have a rec. I actually have two recs. But, like, so I had a rec that I was thinking about sharing for, like, earlier this week that I came up with. And so it's a short. It's a 10-minute short, and it's called Speed Dating, and it's by um, Megan Arts. Mm. Um, And I'll put a link to it because it's on Vimeo. Um, But it's this little short, and it's about a single woman who tries her hand at speed dating and all the weirdos she meets through this. Um, And it's really adorable and cute, and it's done through pixelation, which is like... I love pixelation. A really cool animation style, which basically means that uh, pixelation is when you take like live action footage, but you cut it and edit it away that it's like animated. So like you take pictures and you just, you know, play them fast or whatever. I don't know how to better explain this. It's akin to um, stop motion animation, except yeah. like it's the the goal is to make it look like live action film. I yeah, guess. but it's yeah. just pictures. Yeah. Uh, of people, and it like gives it this really quirky vibe, and it's just like really adorable. And like the weirdo she meets are so <laughs> weird. Like there's a guy with a giant beard. There's a guy like who just like eats things. And it's, just, it's great and it's like 10 minutes and it's really cute and like I highly recommend it and like she has other shorts I haven't seen the other ones but they're probably just as cool so you can just check them out they seem rad um my other rec though is that last night I watched the entirety of Mob Psycho 100 <gasps> are you serious wait how was it it was so good oh my god okay so Mob Psycho so One Punch Man is an anime that exists that became very very famous um, because it's good, but I've only seen the first two episodes of it because I'm not that into superheroes. I will finish it at one point, but it wasn't like my cup of tea per se, but it is very good. Mob Psycho 100 is by the same author, and so I thought it would be kind of the same thing, and I watched the first episode and I wasn't that into it because it's like, again, a person who's like super overpowered uh, as the main character. 
And so I was like, yeah, whatever. And so I didn't watch it. And my friend has been yelling at me to watch it for like the past, however long it's been out. And so finally yesterday, she sat me down and we watched the whole thing. And I regret not watching it earlier. And I'm so sorry. But it's very good. It's very character driven, which is always good in my book. Like I said earlier, uh, the animation is superb and like very creative and colorful and just like, ooh. it just when it gets dark, it gets dark. Um, and it made me feel like a lot. It got really upsetting for like a show that started out very comedic. So I highly recommend it. It's only 12 episodes and you can find it on Crunchyroll. Also, I realized I never actually mentioned what Mob Psycho is about. So basically the gist of it is there's this middle school kid named Mob. Well, his name is Kageyama Shio, but people call him Mob. And he's a psychic, like an incredibly powerful psychic. Um, And he doesn't really know how to deal with his emotions. So he's usually pretty like blank stare kind of person. And um, he's good friends with his... uh, like sensei master type person um whose name is reagan who's like this con artist who has a business where he um exercises demons and spirits from people even though he like he claims to be like a psychic but he's not at all and so it seems like he's almost using mob for his business because mob can actually see those demons and those spirits yeah it's about mob kind of figuring out how to deal with his emotions and like how he wants to improve himself and how he teaches like the villains in the story you know that just because you're special doesn't mean you're great you still have to work on yourself and it's I don't know it's just it's very good and it's just very well drawn and like oh my god the character development and you feel for these characters they're little middle schoolers except for Reagan who's just there but he's the best too. Uh, I'm going to get into spoiler territory, so I'll stop gushing right now. Yeah. So. I really want to see that show. I hear it's really good. It's so good. Mob is my son. He's a good <laughs> boy. He's such a good boy. See, there it is. My extended family grows every <laughs> uh, But it's so good. <laughs> so yeah, those are my two little wrecks of the week. Definitely watch Speed Dating. It's only 10 minutes and it's really cute. Um, but if you're in for a longer show, Mob Psycho, very good, very mm. upsetting. Uh, prepare to cry. Mm. I cried. I don't know. I'm weak though. So, mm. um, but yeah. So, uh, real quick though, we want to thank the Fat Rat for letting us use their song Prelude mm. as our theme song. You should check out their YouTube. The link is below. Um, and last week we finally figured out how to get ourselves on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah we've been productive so if you yeah. want you should totally go check us out on itunes and if you like us you know give us five stars but like it's fine mm. it's fine this is for fun mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah so i think that's all for me do you have any parting thoughts richard i love you all and you're the, you're the best okay well he's lying because he doesn't <laughs> know who you are um uh, listen but, yeah. i'm not telling a lie with that, always remember to, you know, draw yourself some good vibes this week. And we'll yeah. catch you next time. So, see you then. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.